I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no kata. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. We keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, y'all? The Roaring Twenties. Yeah. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Look at Kiki trying to manage me. She thinks she got me down. She over there going to the beat. We've got to have Kiki come and hang out with us more often. Literally have 10 friends. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) She just got here, what, Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday Wednesday. morning. Oh, Oh, that's so that's why you haven't been here. You haven't been here. Oh, okay. No, first time for everything. Like anal. Oh, my God. Well, then we got to plan next time we do a taping. (laughs) (laughs) That's my kind of person. Wow. Okay, you got to make sure and I have your card. <laughs> Listen, this is my new best friend. <laughs> well, y'all, is, y'all you, is you, twins. You, so you accept it. You must accept it. No, it's it's that's just a funny line for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not shocked. I'm just like I can't believe you said that. <laughs> as long as she said it, and you just said it. <laughs> that's exactly right. right. That's exactly right. <laughs> so we got we got Lisa Bolakaja in the mm-hmm. house. She's back, y'all. I told you she'd be back in 2020. Yeah. You know, out there doing her thug thizzle. Uh, yeah, you know, you got to do what you got to do. So, okay, <laughs> what's that, see, what's okay, I just want to say this is. Some, I just, I still want to say this last thing. Just, Can you move the mic. Okay, over? when we were talking about just the, the alien <laughs> thing. So, so the thing about. Okay, before we even started taping. I don't. I'm my head. I can't stop. <laughs> wait, wait. Look, <laughs> I'm not president. I made the comment that it's truckers in space, and there was humor, alien, and aliens. the reason why it's funny in Alien, sorry, in Alien, alien. and it's funny alien. is because of Yafit Kodo and Harry Dean Stanton, and what makes it funny <clears throat> is that Yafit Kodo is just hella black, and he's about his paper. Yeah, Go. It's always about. But I think that's why the other versions of those movies outside, of, if you think about the second one, mm-hmm. those guys are Marines, right? Again, oh, right. again, that's a working class mm-hmm. because of the people who have, you know, people usually, and they're a team. They're they a team, and people who volunteer for the military <clears throat> are usually lower class people. Not, right. I know not money. Mm-hmm. But I think all the subsequent ones don't work because they, because they are rich people. Scientists and, and shit no one and cares about them. No, no one cares about like, so, like the Prometheus. These scientists going on some shit. I like I the Godfather. Like the Godfather, I only acknowledge <laughs> Alien One and Two. Yeah. <laughs> the rest were lovely attempts. Right. But there's only one and two. And the first one was a horror movie, and the second one was an action-adventure movie. Sure. I thought and Prometheus was going to be like tentacle porn, to be honest. And you know what? <laughs> it should have been, you know been a movie by itself, and that's the direction they should have went. Right. Because then I would have been like, yeah, then we can have our own little thing. It should have been its own thing. And God bless them for trying. And you know what? Hey, it has its moments, mm-hmm. but there's only one and two. <laughs> Chris Derrick in the house. Yes. What did it do, Chris? You know, trying to do my thing today. <laughs> <laughs> got writing to do which mm-hmm. I don't want to do mm-hmm. um, I haven't written a lot this week I've been busy this is terrible but you know exciting things are happening mm-hmm. and uh, just I'm trying to be 
you know, I'm at that stage where it's like, I'm, I'm, you, I'm juggling projects mm-hmm. and just trying to focus energy on the right things that, you know, to get things off the desk. Right. So, because there's more stuff sitting in the <coughs> queue. So that's, that's it, you know. Uh, but it's it's tricky. I think it's tricky to to manage projects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I was at this seminar yesterday that Rob put on, mm-hmm. and one of the things that they were talking about. I wanted to go. We we had family day yesterday. Mm-hmm. But uh, but one of the things that they were talking about because they had these managers on first about you know like what you need to be doing to um, stay strong as a writer. Is that guy was saying you know. They were saying no, no, no. Malcolm was saying Malcolm Spellman was saying. Shout out to Malcolm Spellman. Um, Shout out to Ben Hi, Watkins. Malcolm. What are some mm-hmm. traits that 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 successful writers do? Who these these managers have seen from the point mm-hmm. of view of manager? They're pointing out that it's like you know you got to have. It's like what they have is these guys who have too many projects, mm-hmm. and they're trying to tell them like focus on these, focus on these. We'll get to those, but focus on these as opposed to these people who have like one. And they're just doing the one thing for like a year or so or two right. years. And I think he was kind of saying like, Malcolm was saying if you're younger, you, you don't have a family and you kids, you, there's, there's no reason why you can't knock out, you know, like three or four specs a year, yeah. you know. <clears throat> um, that and, means your time management isn't very good. Yeah. In my opinion, yeah. it takes you mm. all year to do one thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. for sure. All right, damn. Okay. We got it. Shit. Yeah. So okay. before we get started. Can introduce? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> So, bring it to the stage. Yes. <laughs> Our special guest. MC. No, All right. From New York. Straight, straight from New York. Straight out of the state. Straight out of New York. Straight out of New York. From, from New York. Oh, oh, so I was consummated in consummated. Binghamton, New York. <laughs> but I would love to ca- <laughs> claim Brooklyn where my daddy's from. Uh, Brooklyn. Uh, so let's be real. Brooklyn. I'm from upstate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Kiki Nguyen, right? Yeah, Nguyen. Nguyen but to be Nguyen. fair, this white woman corrected me. I was taking driver's lessons when I was 20 because it took me six years to get my driver's right. license. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, you know, my name's Kiana Nguyen. Um, Kiana's my my first mm-hmm. full name. And she was like, oh, honey, did you know that you pronounced your name when? And I'm like, Cindy, what? And I, wow. went, I had to go back to my grandma <laughs> and like ask her. And I guess, long story short, it's basically, I guess, where you immigrated from in right. Vietnam right. is your pronunciation. Right. Oh, okay. It's either um, Nguyen or Win. And I've had different, for, yeah. working in schools, I've had like, different Vietnamese students that mm-hmm. come through. And it's like the two different pronunciation. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole tribe. It's a whole tribe of that. I think. <laughs> I think Nguyen is like the most popular. Like yeah, it's kind of it's almost like Jones. Smith. It's like Smith yeah. or Jones. Right, right, for sure. Just like Watanabe in Japan is like the Jones and Smith. Yeah. Of like Jack. Derek. Yeah. yeah, it's common. Basic. It's not a common last name. It's not a common last name. I don't know anyone who has that last name. I think your dad just made that up and said. <laughs> no, no. Uh, the story on that. The story on that is uh, there was a man named Henry Harris who came from. Dominican Republic in the 1870s hmm. and he was very impressed by a uh, northern lieutenant whose last name was Derek hmm. and that's what that's how and he changed his name to that that's mm. how he yeah, got his name so it's, not, so it's not a slave name it's a guy who was like this guy's like doing a smart shit and you know the, the family's from Dominican Republic or or, the, or, or my father's family was Dominican he Republic. black Dominican or yeah, white Dominican black Dominican black Dominican yeah, we used to be called guest and my dad changed it to guest why? A he fall said, family falling out? He said when he was in his 20s, he was in, in the military or something, and he didn't like it. Yeah, he was like, I'm the host. Yeah, he didn't yeah. like he didn't like the guest. 
you uh, know, something about it. So he changed it oh, way before I was born. Okay, changing your names. So <clears throat> anyway, all right. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Kiki. Yeah, I would also love to say everyone has such lovely hands here. Like, oh my god, oh my we did not win. What you looking at so the hands for? I'm, I'm due to go get my manicure and pedicure. I am this too. Week. So <laughs> I go about once a month. Mom's garden. So once a month. That's how we say it in project. Once a month. Once a month. There's a dash, dash, dash. Just so you know. <laughs> so welcome to the show. We appreciate you, girl. Yeah, I'm so excited. One of our mm. one of our biggest fans. And not only that, she's an literary agent. Yes, of course. You know, we have so many talented fan people come mm. hanging out. Mm. So before we get started with you, Kiki, mm-hmm. I want to read this from one of our other fans. Go ahead. Because I want us to do a future episode, but I want the guy and I give people a little heads up about it. So this is from Anwar. Hi, Anwar. Thank you, mm-hmm. thank you, thank you. Um, is it Anwar or is it Anwar? Anwar, is it... Well, I think it's a Anwar. guy. Anwar. I'll say either Anwar, Anwar or Anwar. Please correct us and let us know. I want to make sure you get it's your name. It's an Arabic name because like, it's like that guy who used to run Egypt, um, Anwar Sadat. Is it? You know, Maybe the cousin. The black, okay. the black <laughs> president was assassinated. Um, but the letter was talking about how they had um, they got a chance to watch some noir films. Good for you. Noir films? Well, we were talking about yes. Dublin Dignity and, yes. and, and, and All About yeah. Eve and all that stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I love that. Stuff. <clears throat> um, and he was talking about the script for Dublin Dignity looked very different from modern day scripts. Correct. And the question was, well, I was hoping, I was hoping, at, years old, and this right? is quoting, <laughs> I was hoping at some point that you guys could talk about what we can learn by reading older scripts that we can apply to our writing today when oh, those yeah. scripts look so different. That'd be a great episode. And this is so cute. They put down Wakanda para siempre. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 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 I will say this. About, no, we're just, gonna do just, this for a later just, episode. Real brief, real brief, real yeah. brief. Okay. We'll do a whole because episode I, because I have some insight on this. Um, two things about that. Like one, um, like one of my favorite film noirs is called uh, Out of the Past, hmm. directed by Edward Dimitrik hmm. and stars. Um, <clears throat> Saggy eyes, you know, saggy eyes from um, James, Mr. Robert Mitchum, Robert Robert Mitchum, mm-hmm. and um, the Basset Hound eyes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, like when I was in my twenties, I was at U- I was going to US- the USC library. Mm-hmm. I was just looking through the directory. He was teaching there, and Edward Dimitri was the professor emeritus. There. Oh, really? And I was like, what the fuck is he, is he still alive? Hmm. So I went to his office hours and talked to him about, and they yeah. they had the script for Out of the Past there, hmm. and. Wait a minute, is it out of the past or was that one with... Did you let you read With It was in the library and I read it okay, and then I went right. to ask him about why it was so different, why it looked so different. So okay, I know, yeah. maybe it wasn't out of the past. No, no. Out of the past was that French director. Uh, what's his name? Did He did the other movie, the Dick, the Dick Powell version of Philip Marlowe. Mm. What one was this? One, uh, fuck, 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 fuck. You got your finger I know, funny. but my head is killing me. <laughs> okay. Um... Uh, Murder My Sweet is what it's called Murder, Murder My, my Sweet okay. Murder My Sweet gotcha. yeah that's what it was <clears throat> that's because Out of the Past was an A picture and uh, and the B picture was Murder My Sweet and why mm-hmm. in the main and he, he broke down to me why they, they look that way mm-hmm. and now now the way that current films look in terms of like the, the, the narration and, and mm-hmm. more kind of like there's like a literary value to it 
First person to do that was um, William Goldman with the uh, Bush Cassidy script. Mm -hmm. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. So keep the keep, and the other one. Which was the in what one. year? Sixty what? Sixty nine. Sixty eight. Sixty eight. Sixty nine. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll let you guys know ahead of time because I want to make sure we go back and get our, our list together for you guys and talk about those things. There's a couple yeah. of films and scripts I want to share with you too. So thank you, Anwar, for for sending us that nice letter and asking about that for a topic and the donation. We and appreciate yes, it. And we yes. will get on that and we will let you know when that episode drops. That's close. Okay. So. Cool. Let's jump on in. I'm going to let you lead at least. All right. So. Okay, that's enough. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> <and> thank you. <laughs> all right. Oh, can I just say Lisa's joke of the day? Uh, I know that, you know, because y'all know, know I work with little kids. Yeah. And, you know, we. <laughs> kids always be telling us some new shit. So go ahead. What okay, you got? So, <laughs> what, what, what do you call a bear with no teeth? Richard. What do you call a bear? <laughs> what do you call a bear with no teeth? I'm watching. <laughs> I was trying to bring Harvard in because he's smart. Uh, and be you, like, know, Damn. Uh, you know, a bear with no teeth. Chris, way smarter. All right, way smart. A bear with no teeth is um a gummy bear. Oh, a gummy, a gummy oh. bear. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. That's actually cute. What, what, what fucking geniuses? <laughs> what, do, geniuses. What, do, what do stars and dentures have in common? Stars they and sparkle, right? They come out at night? Yes, they both come out at night. Uh, you would know that one. <laughs> why, why couldn't the koala bear be a screenwriter? They has chlamydia. <laughs> wow. They do. They and do? they try to spread it. They do. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have any qualifications. Koala bears have chlamydia. Naturally, and they try to split it. Why they be trying to? Because you got to ask a koala. They be trying to pass the duchy and stuff. So anyway, we have Kiki here. So Kiki, I want to tell just real quick. What? Koala bear is about to be extinct. Oh, no. so. oh it's too bad oh, with these fires. Yep. Well, yeah. unless they start shipping them out, like get them, yeah. start or find that turtle. Out. Yeah, fly that turtle. The turtle brought them all back. Shit. What was his Damn. name? I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was his name? He's fucking a lot though, saving his yeah. piece of shit. Yeah, whatever. The, I forgot the turtle's name, but he brought brought okay. everybody back. He was a lot. You know that's a problem. Papa brother. was you a rolling stone. Hey. <laughs> Wherever he laid his shell okay. was his I heard, I saw something on Twitter. Somebody said, you know that turtle black. <laughs> <laughs> we are terrible. That's hilarious. So anyway, so Kiki, I want you to tell everybody what your day, your your job is. And we want to talk about some of the, the content and things that you're looking for. Because in our last episode, we did talk about a little bit about the... Um, the Romance Writers Association, mm -hmm. and it has to do with writing, and also in terms of those <laughs> writers out there who are thinking about, in that particular genre, screenwriting and all that kind of stuff. But go ahead and tell us what your your day gig is. Yeah, so I am a literary agent, so I do not represent screenwriters, but I do represent um, uh, book writers, and that's actually, uh, I think a lot of people don't really know the difference because we're called the same thing. Right. Um, but I can never be an agent in Hollywood. Everyone does these like <laughs> handshake deals, and nobody ever wants to get anything in writing. And right. like, I have a client right now who we're working with a production company to adapt um, her book. Um, and I'm just like, damn, y'all. <laughs> damn. 
are you sure we're working together? Anyway. Right. Um, yeah, so I represent... Wait, 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 wait. Welcome to Hollywood. What's oh, yeah. <laughs> I just moved on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I went to the airport with zero wow. dollars. And I gave, I gave my friend, actually, my bed and my my mattress and my bed frame. And Homegirl sent me $300. I was not expecting oh, it. Wow. Ended up being enough to cover my overweight luggage. That's wow. So I was like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, just I was talking with someone the other day about um, these Hollywood stories and things that people... I'm always su- surprised that people don't know how shady this business really is. Mm-hmm. I have a recommendation for everybody to read. Uh, Bud Schulberg, he wrote oh. a book in the early 50s called What Makes Sammy Run? Mm. And mm-hmm. it's about a guy who used to work at an ad agency in New York who came out to L.A. to be a writer. And it still works today. And it still works yeah. today. Yeah. But he's the most, like, you know, Machiavellian, mm. you know, fucking Machinian type of, I mean, like, stealing credit, robbing right. people. You know, I get, you know like, like, like he's, he is a, he's, he's a, Ari Gold, right? He is, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He has, he, has, he has a writer's deal at Paramount mm-hmm. and can't write and is stealing other wow. people's scripts that he's passing off. It's so good. It's mm. so fucking. I know that Ben Stiller for years tried to make the to make it into a movie. Hey, why is it um, so difficult? Because I, I I don't think the people who fucking control the the the, the industry oh, they don't want people don't to see it. They don't want to be exposed. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't want to be exposed. <clears throat> Shit. So like, you know what? Well, we can't give you money <laughs> to show us looking like dicks because <laughs> shits. <laughs> We'll see. All right. All right. But, um, so I represent um, young adult across all genres and then mm-hmm. adult SFF, so sci-fi fantasy, adult romance, and then adult thrillers in the domestic suspense frame. So not like Mission <laughs> Impossible, but more like Gone Girl mm-hmm. um, yeah. and um, interpersonal stories of that nature. I just feel like for me, characters are my favorite part about stories. Right, right. So um, I'm less like plot heavy on that front. So yeah, like just ask, and should I talk about specific things that I'm yeah, looking sure. for? Yeah. So like in YA right now, I really, well, in general, I'm just so sick of reading about white people. Um, there are so many other white people out there who are agents and editors, right. and they they can they they can still fuck with that shit. Right. Me personally, mm-hmm. I want to read about people of color. I want to read about queer people of color. Mm-hmm. I want to read about um, characters from lower socioeconomic backgrounds, maybe like immigrant stories and things like that. And I want that with like something that sounds like so 2019. Mm-hmm. There's this thing in publishing where like a lot of writers are afraid of having books that are dated, right? But like we're still reading fucking Shakespeare, mm-hmm. and that man is. Okay, I I don't know. Like, okay, I'm, gonna look, I'm not bitches. a the hugest Shakespeare fan, but we are still reading that shit, and it is not in modern day English, so right. we can read some slang right. in some books, particularly for I young agree. adult and also like adult. Um, books as well so in young adult anyway i'm looking for a contemporary like mainly right now um i would love ff stories so you know um extra queer relationships things like that like rom-com vein or something that's super like witches or like gang friendship types Mm -hmm. of things i think that'd be like really fun um titles that i could think to comp are like something like jenny hans um to all the boys i loved before but Mm -hmm. like less clean because i'm a dirty bitch okay <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Did you look at Richard's eyes? I looked up, and Richard, he popped, his eyes popped up from his laptop, like and looked behind him, like. Let me tell you right now. Let me tell you right now. Let me tell you right now. I read her scripts, and in her opening scripts, some dude pees in this girl's face. Wow! By mistake. Just By like, mistake. He's, he's peeing in the pool. And she's swimming. Just, I was like, wow. Okay, now here we are. Yeah, so, that's yeah, called that's compelling. That's called compelling and memorable. 
You still remember oh, that was a while ago. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, or like Euphoria for YA. Okay. Something like that. And then in um, fantasy is great, but second world fantasy, people are getting a little fatigued by it. So I right. would love something grounded. Can you tell, um, can you explain to those people who don't know what that is? Okay, okay. so second, second world, world fantasy. fantasy is like a completely made up world with its own set of rules and like government. So <laughs> why can't I think of a YA told right now? But like something like The Witcher okay. is a second world fantasy because it has its own setting. So I would right. love something that's like based in the real world as we know it right. with magical elements um Nikki, oh i'm working on something like that but there's a uh, keep going yeah okay i'm gonna ask you something but i can't remember just but, but right, the, let her finish yeah something like that. holly black she does a lot of she has like a lot of um fairy stories fairies aren't particularly something holly that black I was love. My, my teacher when i was in clarion Hi. are you fucking me yeah that's her cousin I mean, related and stuff. <laughs> but yeah so yeah. she has like you know the real world and then she plays around with like mm-hmm. a fairy world that's like beneath that so I right. love things like that um, and then the adult SFF space I really want something that's like Nikki Drayden so she writes um, African um, set What's stories the SFF What's that? Oh, oh, science fiction fantasy. Science fiction and fantasy, yeah, science fiction okay, and fantasy. sorry. Duh, yeah. <laughs> so she wrote this um, amazing story called like Prey of Gods and it follows multiple characters but it has um, some fantastical elements and some um, sci-fi elements that I really love. Um, something like anything like by Nnedi Okorafor something like mm-hmm. that. Just like, you know, black people in genre, people of color in genre. Um, in romance, I really love the quish co- the kiss quotient by Helen Wong. Wong, yeah, yeah. Huang, I want to uh-huh. say her name is. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just a fabulous writer. That book really changed um, romance for me. I was actually kind of um, fatigued by it mm-hmm. in a lot of ways because I'm so sick of like fucking white women get everything. Um, <laughs> so that book was great. I mean, it's also Wait, about and Richard's head popped up. Get <laughs> 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 Go on, Kiki. So Tell that us more. Does have a female um, white lead, but she um, is autistic, and she um, she her parents really want her to get married, so she doesn't know how to date. So she decides to hire um, a male escort who's Vietnamese, um, mm-hmm. and she's basically like she tries to get him to teach her how to do sex, but she's like can't really fuck with it. So she's mm-hmm. like instead teaching me how to date. Right. Um, I thought that book was like really funny, really sexy, and really fun. Anything by like Alyssa Cole or Rebecca mm-hmm. Rather. Um, Shout out to Alyssa Cole. Yes. Because Alyssa Cole was one of the ones that got the ball rolling with the mm-hmm. whole RWA thing. So shout out to Alyssa. Like, she has a new book out. I RWA. What, grand, what gang is that? What they from? Romance <laughs> Writers of America. <laughs> but come December, it was the racist, mm-hmm. uh, racist writers of America is what I refer it to. Damn. I, look, I'm going to call it Damn. what it is until they clean it up. <laughs> clean it up. Anyway, continue. Yeah, Alicia Ray. Um, things that they really put like um, women of color in the forefront and centers of stories in that feel not like it's set in like a white suburb. Right. right. Um, that's the same thing for what I want in thriller and domestic suspense. Um, and horror. Oh my God, I totally forgot about that. Oh, with horror. I want a horror novel. So I was raised Lisa, on Chucky and <laughs> Freddy okay. Krueger. Um, <clears throat> I'm not liking shit if I'm not scared. So mm. I really love horror. Um, she's raised well. I can tell. <laughs> yes, she's raised yes. well. Look at her. I tell you, y'all yeah, twins. That's our child <laughs> right here. Y'all I just, twins. I just saw like Ready or Not, and I'm like, imagine that movie less white. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need to turn your head 
Richard. Stop looking at me. <laughs> or, or like haunting of Hill House. Yeah, less yeah. white. Right. Like, this wow. Is just, I mean, it's reality. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, the nuance will change. Yeah. Yes. Totally right. Right. And you can gather new audiences and, and new stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think you were telling us something about Tor has a new horror division. Yeah. Um. So they have a new imprint called Nightfire. Um. I don't think I think they've maybe announced one deal so far, but they're actively looking for um titles to launch their imprint with. So that's mm-hmm. like I'm. I, I need I. Y'all, so what's your name? Help work me. For that, uh, what's your name like? Ellen Daltlow or something like that. Like oh, that's Ellen. She's one of the mm. yeah famous editors and puts together stuff. Just and horror, pub, yeah, horror anthologies. Yeah, right. I got a couple of horror anthologies from her. Yeah, or one yeah. or two. Cla- she, yeah, I mean she's a good editor. I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, you know, <clears> I'm, <throat> I'm, I'm interested in seeing. Uh, I'm trying to fuck. <laughs> What's your man's name? Saladin Ahmed, right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he's so. So Saladin Ahmed, he wrote this book, this short story called uh something with mr hodge and it was this it was the, the book that the the magazine that publishes it they do um there was i think they said it was second world but it's not second world it's like it has to be it has to be like real world stuff now like stuff that happened in today's thing um but with but these fantasy elements too mm-hmm. like this this thing with mr hodge it was about it was this western <laughs> And it was really cool. It was like this Western and about bounty hunters. Right. And the guy's telling the story. He's like he's like Saladin. He's he's half American, half um, Arabic. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Hodge is someone who's full Arabic who's come to, and that that's his kind of his mentor as a uh, as, um, as a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. It was really cool because he was mm-hmm. kind of saying, well, you know, like here in the, people in Texas think of me, you know, they might think he was Mexican or and he, he gets confused. Mm-hmm. He gets confused a lot. And but it's really like. Um, it's a zombie story. Is what mm-hmm. really ultimately is. Yeah, it's really interesting. Oh, this is kind of cool the way he's <laughs> like mixing. You know, he's he's taking. You know, I'm sure there probably were Arabs here. You know, some, but he, but, but that's a story that that's a story that we never heard of. Like, like right. the Arab cowboy right. who's mm-hmm. a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. That's fucking cool yeah, that's kind of concept. Mm-hmm. And then just the, expressions on white people's faces, like, yeah. "Is you? Yeah, what are you? You know, is he a light skinned black person? Talks about it a little bit, but, but his hair straight. Yeah, okay, his hair. Yeah. You know, but, except he goes into the story <laughs> about this. It's, it's, it's like I didn't read it, but I heard it on mm-hmm. one of my favorite podcasts, which is. um LeVar Burton reads. Yeah, LeVar, yeah, yeah. Because you know, because he read it on that, and I was like, "What the fuck is it?" I, I was like, Where, "Who wrote this again?" Right. Um. So, but I, it's just like cross genres. I think is the, is the name of the the publication that put it out. Yeah, they're not. They're, they don't exist anymore because uh, yeah. cross genres is the ones that put the book out. The yeah. anthology that I was in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But uh, it's interesting. The the just the stuff that you you're mentioning is. I mean, because that made me think about. A story that I want to write. Well, I'm actually writing it. It's uh, I'll tell you about offline. <laughs> so, so to the romance part, what's the heat level you're looking for? Oh, okay. I've been trying to commit. Maybe you guys can uh, shout me out. Uh, shout out my client on Twitter. So I have one adult romance client I sent last year, and um, she wrote this like really funny romance. <laughs> or it's not actually a funny romance. It's kind of. Um, challenging workplace um, dynamics between like female superiors and male interns and how there's still like the power imbalance in Mm -hmm. terms of like gender and stuff like that and I have been trying to convince for the longest time to put Peggy in it so I feel like that tells you a lot about okay. my heat level. Okay. Um, I will say that um, there is a difference between like erotic romance and then general right. romance. So right. I'm not as familiar with the erotic landscape mm-hmm. um, as an agent. Right. Um, but um, yeah, get some dicks and some cocks in there. Right. And oh, 
historical <laughs> lesbian romance. There you go. Please. What do you I mean just, when you say historical? Like historical. something from the past? That's something that, yes. from the past. Like um, what 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 the fuck is that shit? Outlander. Um, and the Ann Lister show. That uh, gentleman Jack. Okay. I just okay. I watched that. I watched it three times in a row in uh-huh. one weekend. Um, because I was just like, damn, all, all these women doing. Oh, oh that's the HBO show. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And right, like all right. these layers. I love that right. stuff. But then uh, in like non-white periods, or like right. even like I don't think y'all know this, but black people were in Europe. They were existing. Oh, yeah. oh, so were Arabs. Like, so were Asian. No. Shut up, Richard. She's like, no, we weren't no. there. <laughs> no, no way, we were there. <laughs> Sir, you were at church. Stay at church. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's one of the biggest things that was like a lot of the chatter online are like, well, there are, you know, certain publishing houses that weren't publishing black women yeah, romance writers. True. And they were saying, mm-hmm. well, you know, there were, you weren't in the medieval dealers. You guys weren't around with dukes and duchesses and all. And it was like people started pulling out receipts like, exactly. okay, let me show you this light skin brother right exactly. here right. from this bubble. Let's show you all this stuff here in medieval. You know, Let's what, get into like, all this. Like, let's talk about Alexander Dumas. Okay. Like, yeah. Know, the Moors. The all writers, that. Right. I mean, look, the, I think the thing that people don't take like quite catch about they also forget a lot of us were passing right at the time. Well, right, that, but, no, right. but, but I think the mm. thing that people don't quite catch you talk about Shakespeare and you talk about Othello is it, but they don't quite catch about Othello is Othello that he's black oh, okay, <laughs> oh, no, no 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 married but, to a white woman no 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 it's, it's, it's not that he's black and that he's married to a white woman it's that what's his position he's mm. a general in the army and he's tasked with defending Venice from the Turks right. now if you denigrated black the way they denigrate blacks in America in Europe at that time then you wouldn't put someone in that position to right. to to, right. to protect your society because right. right. yeah. your whole society like, could go down, you right. go down right. Right. unless you really trusted this person right. and, and it's kind of like that's where you you know there's like this again I, it's really like in my belief, it's the, the the American. It's it look. It's the it's the legacy of American slavery. Yeah. Right? Because in Europe, there was black people are around. It's just that you know there there's probably a lot fewer of them. I was having a discussion with someone the other day. We were talking about how you are like you know like like viewed. Um, oh, this, this this woman I know. She found out that she. She did twenty three and me, and she's sixty <laughs> percent Nigerian, mm-hmm. and she's she's wanted to know well, can she claim Nigerian? And she was talking to a friend of hers who mm-hmm. because her her mom is white mm-hmm. or her mom is like quarter white, and her dad is from um, uh, South America, like he's from Guyanese, yeah. and so she was kind of like, okay, so she's talking to a friend of hers who was Nigerian, and she was like. And the woman who was Nigerian was like, no, you can't because you don't know what it means to culturally be Nigerian. Mm-hmm. So you can't claim that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I was like, that's true because if you're from the Congo or we're from Niger- Nigeria and you switch like the place that you were born mm-hmm. because you were born in the Congo but you but but everything about your life is from Nigeria you're probably Nigerian mm-hmm. and I was saying there so it's interesting because in Europe like in France the, the French people you know like their whole hookup was can you speak French and understand our culture the right way? Right. And if you do, well, then we'll look at you as French. But you speak with an accent? No, you're not. You're black now because mm. you're speaking with an accent, or you're mm. white now. You're American. It's so, so there's a, these these very kind of like like interesting ways that different countries in Europe they view you based upon how you kind of like that you, that you that you integrate into the culture. Mm. And that's why I feel like the thing about Othello is it's like. 
yes, he's a Moor, but he has to fully integrate like like into the Venetian city-state culture just to get as high as he is in that position. And if they were treating him like he was, you know, like some of the blacks, the way to get treated in America here, he would never get that high. Mm. Yeah, but even then, like racial realities as we know it now are so recent within the last 200, 300 years. Like, you think those Europeans were getting clean on their own? No. Mm. They had Middle Eastern people helping them out. That's where they learned math. That's where they learned. Come on. Right. Yeah. Well, people think about, yeah, people forget, yeah, that, that basic arithmetic is uh, uh, it's, it's Arabic. Arabic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me yeah. let me ask you some basics. So, as an agent, you represent, you know, your clients, right? Yep. A, how does someone get to you? Right? How do they how do they find you? And once a, a manuscript comes across your desk, how much do you read before you make a decision? No, I'm curious. Yeah, you know how we are. We're like because, because doesn't the publishers? You guys still have to do the whole thing where you have to do like your, you know, kind of like a beachy like what's the story about? Kind of give us um, like a teaser and kind of give you like a couple chapters. Like what's the process? Right. For? So um, for me, you can, um, I mostly found I'm still a newer agent. I mm-hmm. started acquiring clients in 2017, um, so I'm very much a newer agent. Um, so a lot of my clients find me. My my agency is well established, mm-hmm. particularly with um, the sci-fi and fantasy. Um, community but um, writers find me online either through my website when they're researching our agency or on Twitter I'm really active and then when I go to conferences and stuff that's kind of like how I'm getting my name out there Um, but in terms of the query process I ask for a query letter so that's just like basically a simple pitch about your book um, who the characters are and what it's about Um, and then I ask for 10 first pages but I'll be honest I if you don't get me with the first two sentences I'm, Damn! I'm passing. Back in the days, wow. I was saying like at least page one, well, at least a couple pages. She said two. <laughs> said, the man. Nope. <laughs> Chris, I, you talk about it all the time. But if it said, "Hey, there was some dick out," <laughs> maybe she might, maybe she might su- su- respond. I'm like, oh, exactly. circumcised there was, or uncircumcised. Wow. Like, there was dick on the table, so now I have to. <laughs> now I got to finish the five pages. No, but look, I talk about it all the time. I can't remember who said this. Oh, Ethan Hawke said this. I I I, I read I read somewhere in the thing. He's stupid, Kiki. I don't know but 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 he, but, he, but he said a lot of times he'll pick up a book and just read the first page mm-hmm. and and I mean the first paragraph. And he's like, right. if that opening line or two doesn't grab me, then I need to keep going yeah. because if you think about it, you know, people talk about books a lot and favorite authors and blah blah blah, but. Like ultimately, like that whole you know, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's Charles Dickens' Tale of Two City first line of the book. Like, like, it, like that whole it thing. It automatically puts boom, curiosity. Boom, boom, boom. It was the best it, of times, the worst times. Like, well, then what? And it's just, and it's, it's, it's this long, yeah. it's this long kind of like sentence that rolls this whole. It's right. this constantly duality things going on. It's maybe like a half a paragraph, mm-hmm. but you're like, but you know what? That book was written in like you know in, in like the early 1800s. We still quote that now from the opening line oh, the of 1800s. that book, because that's how important the opening mm-hmm. line of a book can be wow. to people. You yeah. remember that shit. Yeah. If I mean you, you it's just like the screenplay same way. You grab someone because fade people, in. You got to jump. Yeah, because mm-hmm. people yeah. kind of think it's like, well, I'm gonna get to it. No. 
you can say so much in the opening sentence about your tone, about mm-hmm. your type of writing, about this, like what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and and sometimes the damn opening sentence could be like, you know, like two words, like "fuck you." Yeah, could just start off your, your book <laughs> like that. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, well, okay, now I know <laughs> Look, where I'm going. Fade the fuck in. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Listen, was that Malcolm? Yeah. Yeah. Malcolm. Well, well, my second, my second pilot actually starts with a masturbation scene. <laughs> wow. But you got no. But you've got to grab <laughs> people. That's your voice, though. But that's yeah. the voice. That's your voice. So I was saying, yeah. it's, right it's right. like, like meeting you now and then knowing I was like, okay, it makes yeah. She freaky. She freaky. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but I have, a, I have a young face. It's very it's very jarring for a lot of people. But that's what I mean. Like, I, I'm not saying that your first page has to be perfect. It doesn't mean that you have to have worked on this for 10 years. Right. But there is character and there is voice and there is tone and atmosphere that you can relay in just one or two Agreed. sentences. Yeah. <laughs> if we had this film Kiki's like what's wrong with you people and if I'm not connecting then it's not for me that does I not mean like, that you wrote something right? bad it just means it's I felt like in that moment that when you stopped you were thinking about the pile that you're looking at at home <laughs> and you're like I just got there reading some shit That's and I just weird. had a flashback yeah. like yeah. <laughs> look, look, look it's, it's, it's very it's very I mean look there's a short story that the short story that, that, that I used to read the space thing I used to read one time and, my, and, and you were like oh your opening sentence is really heavy mm-hmm. for a short story mm-hmm. you know and I was like yeah you know I mean there's a great note because it's like it's too it's too deep for a short story you have to you, could, but you, you know it's not saying it's bad but it's like maybe inappropriate for what I'm trying to do but it's like that's but but that was a note you gave me mm-hmm. because it's like you have to know there's so much like you can't what the hell is his name uh, Don Winslow wrote this thing where he's like you're the, you are in danger of losing your reader with every page yeah mm-hmm. so the, so if you think about it well, that everybody way everybody should be thinking like yeah, that, right. that, that like, yeah. very important so, so it's kind yeah. of like okay mm-hmm. wait a minute that means you had to go back and be looking at every page mm-hmm. and like you know and, and like where's like could someone like where's it not clear where could someone bump work all that that is so important to the writing process. Do you remember I was telling you like the, like the other day then of the last podcast I was like you know one of the things that, that writers have to do if they know what they're ready is they can recognize that their shit is good. Mm-hmm. That's because you that's because you stopped and said is there anything on this page that fucking lost the reader? Right. right. Next page. Right. Anything. I mean, and the note that I gave you know, him for her short story was because that's when I was reading for a sci-fi magazine and that's part of the gatekeeping process. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of shit to read. And literally, like, but I was one of those people that I would read the whole thing all the way through because mm-hmm. I felt like in my heart, I'm a writer too. But when you're a you're writer too, you and I that. know yeah. that someone put there, mm-hmm. and you know what, yes. there might be something there. Mm-hmm. Let me get through it. Now, fast forward a couple years later, <laughs> I was like, "You've got to, Richard, what you doing?" Oh, he's practicing to say. I was like, yeah. I thought he was talking about me. No, but you've got to like grab it. So at a certain point, I was like, "All right." I'm gonna give the short story 10 right. pages and like the first sentence because it's like you gotta get me because I got all these there's a bunch of other stories out here that are, if not good if not better that are gonna have to grab me and make me say yes I'm gonna bump it up to the people you know and it was very I, sadly it was very rare that well, well, I bumped up any yeah, stories yeah, because and I felt so bad no, but pressing the, the button saying yeah, it's, it's no. the worst the worst but, yeah. but, but, I think if I was just a regular like just a reader and yeah. was not a writer I'd be like yeah whatever but as a writer mm-hmm. I know the blood sweat and tears yeah. and I know what it's like to okay I'm going to take this chance and release it out to the world so that side of it really kind of humbled <clears> me <throat> in terms of yeah. you know what yeah, well, but, but it's, it's, so it's important because 
you know, I mean, something that I do is that, you know, I, I'll go and I'll look at a lot of things and see how I just do the opening page. I mean, I mean, it's, 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 it's all these type of communication events. It's like, you know, I'm working on a comic book now and I go back and I look at stuff that I really love, like new, like new people or, or not new people, but like new series, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'm like, what did they do on the first page? Yeah. What did they do in the first right. page? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people will not do the first page right. Comic book, movie, novel, short story. Well, I've shown you a couple of graphic novel books that yeah. people have sent me, and you're like, "Would you always say like it's it's like the the distance There's, between this the, is like right. all that weird well, shit?" Well, that's the art. Yeah. That's the art. The art is a different thing, but like, but 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 like you know, you know, there's a really great um uh, there's a really great. YouTube channel I watch is called uh, Strip Panel Naked hmm. and this guy he breaks down comic book stuff all the time like okay. I, just everything about you know <clears> like <throat> to, to look at comics a lot deeper than what people do right. and it's like and, and he'll that's a great title yeah Strip mm-hmm. Panel Naked you know, and cool. he'll find little things about like I was watching one last night where he was like here's how, this book that um, Eric Heiser did called Secret Weapons or something like that mm-hmm. and he was like you know, I'm not gonna talk about anything in his book, but how he does his captions. Mm. And I was like, "See, that's," and he's like, "Boom!" And he, you know, <laughs> Eric is one of the yeah. best. <laughs> but but it's one of those yeah. things where it's like <clears throat> you. There's so many details that you have to be worrying about with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Opening line is a detail. You know, like it's literally, like literally, I look at everyone's opening line on the script, and mm-hmm. I go, "If you don't, the the opening paragraph." can tell me if you want me to read your script or not. Right. Because it's like, hey, did you do something cool? Yeah. Or did um or did you not? And then B, are you describing your people smartly? Because mm-hmm. usually because you because usually you're opening on somebody. Right. And it might be like, you know, so it's 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 the skies are blue. Number number one I like to open on movement. Yeah. Something but, but if the moving. skies are blue, mm-hmm. that's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. You know, I why is that a good sign? Right. I mean, yeah. I mean oh, it, 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 you know, like, what's it about? <laughs> like, those stories are just like, it was just an ordinary day. Then why the fuck am I reading this? We don't want to. You know what? I'm having an ordinary day. That's why I'm trying to read a book to get me out of the ordinary yeah. day. <laughs> but you want to show me this one. I'm putting this back no, on the show. I mean, but here's the thing. If it's an ordinary day, if you if you want to do that, because this guy's he's licensed. That's tone, though. They're setting yeah, the tone. Yeah, no, but yeah. the thing is, is that if it's going to be like this life upheaval thing, mm-hmm. start with the character and explain mm-hmm. some shit is going through and then and then say something like and he thought today was just gonna be like every other day mm-hmm. as, as opposed to so so that's the dichotomy oh, I hate that mm-hmm. <laughs> it, 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 I hate that <laughs> what's happening yeah I mean but, but, but no but then you think about this what is your character's ordinary day like I always think about that Black Mirror episode Nosedive right. right and for her those were their ordinary lives but it's so alien to ours that it right. immediately stands out and immediately pops out and immediately tells you this is not a world that I know mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. right See, yeah so. I mean look this I mean yeah it's the thing is, is that if you explain everything like in contrast, and then all of a sudden, and that person's realizing, like, I thought today was going to be like, I'm just getting out of bed. Mm-hmm. Like, I was reading this interesting book the other day. It's a really good book. It's called um, uh, Fleischman's in Trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's this woman who's uh, Taffy, like Taffy, like her name is Taffy fucking Broder. <laughs> but, it, but she's this New York Times columnist, and she wrote this novel about this guy who got divorced, and he's like in the fucking the Bumble Twitter age, swipe age and it's just kind of like a sex comedy and I was like and just like the opening line is like you know like 
it was just this is it was kind of like a run on sense but but he she was talking about how he's being inundated by women who are like you are throwing pussy at him and throwing right. tissues right. he's getting all these that's things that's your kind of challenge right. and he's sitting there and he's like he's excited because right. he's like 45 <laughs> and he's never had this and he's like oh my fucking god right. and, it's, and it's all in the opening par- in the opening <laughs> sentence right. and I was like this is okay now I'm in and it's a woman explaining it's just like, like her point of view is interesting and I also was like motherfuckers don't do sex comedies enough anymore I don't yeah. think, you know like number one I don't think that you can make a sex comedy movie anymore why really like why because of the fucking me too movie and all sorts of kind of shit going on um lesbians well, queer yes. folks there we yeah, go that you can yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't believe a small that movie, but I, that becomes a small when was the last one that came out like a frat bro sex comedy no just no just it, it could just be like any kind of like like an office sex comedy or office. something like that like this okay like, like here's the thing here's the, the, okay of. here's the thing the other day i was watching the apartment on on the the, the, the yeah, you couldn't do that now. the jack women <laughs> thing and I, I was like this movie's fucking lovely right. you can do seven movie today. <laughs> you can do this movie on, on fucking any level you can do this movie it was all lesbian what's you that ted carol or something that's something what's that yeah, one? Oh, oh, you, can, you couldn't do that yeah, no more. Do, yeah, that's, yeah that's the thing like those you can't make those movies today. right you well, well, because they were problematic then, but people just made them anyway because right. no one cared. Well, men were ruling in Hollywood, right? Too. They still do, right. but it's like. But even if you made that movie today about, but why would you want to? <laughs> but, 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 but but here's the thing: that book that I'm reading about called Fleischman in Trouble is actually really fucking funny, mm-hmm. and it's and it's and it's a really interesting kind of point of view about uh, about the zeitgeist of a man who's in his 40s who just got divorced who has to now date in this age of like the damn apps and shit like that. And it's an interesting kind of Where thing people to don't do. talk. You don't it, think it, that could be? It's very. I don't know how. I think it could be a good movie. I don't think it would get made though. That's what I'm saying. Really? I don't think it get made. They'd be like, how does it sell overseas? And blah, blah, blah. And all this kind of bullshit, you know. And my grandmother has to watch it. And blah, blah. We got to put 90 million dollars. Who the fuck's going to be in it? You know, who wants to get groped? And blah, blah, blah. Motherfucking shit. That's and that's on. And that's when they have to take those chances. Like, we're going to put this shit out. And we'll see No, but no. I, I mean, look. I want to see one. Because I think those movies are interesting when they come up. But you don't see them anymore. I mean, right. I, I, cause right. I, people are afraid to make them. They're afraid to go, oh, shit. Because someone's going to say something. I think I think Chris is on to something. And here's what it here's. I'll tie it in this way. So we're at a time now where all of us are selling shows, right? Trying to sell shows, whatever the fact. And then everybody who's a co-EP is now moving up to become showrunners. And the way that they're becoming showrunners if they're not selling their own show is they bring a co-EP level um, um, writer who's about to, you know, who's at a level where they can showrun to now showrun your show that Mm -hmm. you're selling. Mm Mm-hmm. The other twist is, and you and I have gotten this many times from big writer friends of ours who were like, hey, I want to do this project with a black character. I would love for you, can you read this for me and see if you want to come on board? The only reason why is because of the climate that we're in, which is what you're talking about, which is why people, it feels like a lot of people aren't doing that topic anymore. Because it's very sensitive in the Me Too movement. So I'm trying to parallel it to something Mm -hmm. else. So I get where you're coming from that is all I'm saying. To me, it's so sensitive. It's like I read this quote yesterday. I didn't read it, but I heard it. Um, Salman Rushdie, one of my favorite authors, he said uh, it's from it's from an old article from 2012. I just heard about yesterday. He was like, he was like, um, art is not entertainment. Art at its best is a revolution. 
Hmm. And I was like, God damn, that's actually fucking yeah, is, really smart. Is that what he was thinking when he wrote that novel about the professor who has an affair with his female student and then he gets lost in the South African countryside? <laughs> I don't know that story. She dies or something. I don't know that story. I had to read it in college. Mm. Did not finish it. <laughs> okay, and did not finish She's it. like, I got a D. I didn't pass out. Did that not one. finish it. <laughs> but, I think you could do it, but if you. But, but, but what I'm saying is, but I'm saying is that people need to do stuff. As like, they're so, again, that's what I say about these. American Hollywood films they're so worried about I just want my money mm-hmm. I can't make anything that's like interesting and if I do to make something interesting I have to do it on television if I do it on television I gotta stretch it out to, uh. to 10 episodes well don't you think you could still do those things that are kind of risque and, and even in the, the Me Too if, as long as you address whatever the issue mm. is in the well, film I don't yeah. know. that's why I really liked Cam that um, horror movie okay. it's on Netflix it's with um, Madison Brewer is the um, actress but it's written by a former sex worker and she's like um, she actually is coming out I think with a, a memoir I think this okay. year or something like that um, but it's a it's a it's a movie about um, a cam girl who gets her identity stolen okay and it's like she's trying to figure out how to get it back and stuff like that but it goes deep into like what her life is like as a sex worker um, a cam girl and how she play like she does all can of you her explain stuff. to the audience what a cam girl is yeah, oh yeah okay. so a cam girl is just um, a sex worker who films their films themselves doing things yeah. um, sexually right um, and get paid. for her audience okay, and they right. get paid right um, damn like how you come up it's with like these ideas it's like when you're on Pornhub and you go, exactly. you're scrolling through and you see yeah it's not I'm just saying some people yeah, but my thing is that sounds like an interesting drama. But it's not comedy. It's not a comedy. Gotcha. Right. Okay. okay. It's not comedy. That's the thing. Mm. Um, just I, I don't know. I just feel like it's. A, I would hope so. That's like, my favorite type. Like yeah. American Pie was one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Growing up, that movie can't come out now. <laughs> <laughs> can't come out now. That's what I'm saying like that type of shit can't come out now. So if know. we want to have something <laughs> as risque like that, you know, risque shit coming out ever no more. <laughs> Uh, dearly just, beloved, we are gathered here to say goodbye <laughs> to our. They just can't, I mean, I mean, you can't. Okay. I mean, like, um, look. I mean, I mean, you can't. Okay. I mean, I mean yes. look. We want third yeah, degree okay. burns from fucking apple pies, I mean, man. Okay. I mean, I mean, look. I have a very risque storyline in this one show that I want to pitch, and I and I and, and I and I will literally because because I want to deal with the sex worker stuff. I think mm-hmm. it's really fascinating. I follow I follow a lot of them on Twitter because I find their like what they go through is very fascinating okay very very fascinating mm-hmm. but it becomes very fucking uh, it becomes risky and people are like you know I don't know if grandma can see this and I say I, and, and, and I keep saying grandma because you know they're always worried about the four quadrant and fucking one of those quadrants is grandma so that's why <laughs> but, I know, think, but I think but I think now the four quadrant I mean now that you know we're in the age of Netflix and Hulu and all mm-hmm. that I don't think you really you can have these little niche films and 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 have an audience for it and yeah. not have to worry about grandma. It's, it look, it's possible. It's possible. I just I think that I think the problem is, and even on Netflix and stuff like that, I think the problem is, motherfuckers are afraid that uh, Twitter will come after you if you do something. You know, oh yeah, you for know, sure. The, the skitty. I've and had then, conversations at the deal know, with big producers. Yeah, worried. The, they're afraid, and yes. then what will happen is the fear they have is is um. <clears throat> Is that people will stop subscribing because they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you fucking behind. Like for instance, for instance, uh, I mean, there was a really, really shocking um, Kevin Spacey thing he put out, like, like right around Christmas. Yeah, time. like yeah. he's playing the character on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. that weird and video like, he did. What yeah, the hell? But my thing is, <clears throat> what if he wanted to do a show? Hmm. You know, 
I mean, I mean like, another show. You mean or something like 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 he could do a show on Netflix. Like why not? Because people look look people got rid of I him. Think, I think everybody will. Yeah, no, no, but, but someone like him. But people got rid of him because they were afraid if we keep him on, mm-hmm. our, then are then are people gonna desubscribe from Netflix? Because sure, it, that's what and that's the fear. Sure, and which is which is, well, which is a true fear. It's but a, it's, yeah, but but, the thing would, is, but that's what I'm saying. These type of risque things that there's still things that the that the, that the media people will be like, we don't want to mm-hmm. touch this shit. It would be the same thing though, Chris. If if they were on a network show, then they would be worried that the advertising would get would yeah, cut exactly out. So, exactly no no I'm saying sure. exactly <clears throat> but, but 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 what I'm saying is for a minute there, there could be there were movies that would come out that would that they would book the norm like that 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 would get made and would get released. I mean they'd be like tough movies to watch and stuff like that, but they right. would get a release now. But now I don't even think people would like do. Let shit me like ask that. you this: think Zach and Mary make a porno would have been made now. Mm. Could they do secretary now? I love secretary. Yes, because because my favorite movie when I was have ten years really, old. They have to really do it with consent. I did not know what it was about. Yeah, they have to do it <laughs> until I was eighteen and I saw it again. <laughs> it was my favorite movie when I was ten. Look, don't, don't be shy because I was edited. watching Cinemax at nine and ten, oh, and yeah. I was watching oh, yeah. Lady. Ch- look, yes, look, yes, me too. We start young. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Sometimes you might know it's like, but this is where my world is. I never told y'all, I was literally dubbed Big Nasty by two wow. different sororities in college. That Big. wasn't a thing I gave myself. <laughs> oh, you one of us. Richard was called. Okay, you one of us. All right. Rich, All right. For, for y'all who couldn't hear, Richard said he was called Big, Big Nasty. Nasty in college. Oh, By wow. sororities called him that. Okay. Not, yeah. But he just came from church. Across so. the tri- <laughs> state area. God, There's a movie. You know what? That, you in danger, girl. Oh, God, listen, you. That is a movie. That is a movie. Okay. You call me Big Nasty? Okay, look. This <laughs> Is it the movie? Let's do it. I, someone's got to write that. Richard, you've got to write that. Let's shoot it now. Wow. <laughs> they call me Big Nasty. Wow. So here's a question, and it's something I wanted to bring up, so oh. then we can wrap this up. Oh, we're fine. Okay, we're good? Okay. Um, before we go into a different topic. So it brings me to when <clears> we're <throat> talking about how some things get made or now the power of people being vocal and saying we don't like this or people were in, in the industry worried about their brand and mm-hmm. we're, so this brings me to the controversy of The Banker which is a movie I really want to see oh yeah we're not going to see I it. really want to see okay so basically it's uh, Samuel Jackson mm-hmm. and um, Anthony Mackie are in it and basically this is, this is the blur for it mm-hmm. and I really want to see this because one of the things that you know, just like I want to see the whole Wall Street thing, Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. This is part of that thing in terms of black people being entrepreneurs and having the the shit that we got to go through that white people don't have to mm-hmm. go through historically in this country. So basically, the premise of The Banker was two African-American op- entrepreneurs in the 1950s hire a white man to pose as the head of their company oh, yeah. while they okay. posed as a janitor and a chauffeur and ran the business. Okay? Hmm. So um, from yeah. what I, from it, you know, it's already been made. It's in the can. I was going to see it. It was supposed to be. And then it was cool. I'm curious. Was it I'm curious was it, by that, actually. Was it the tri- what was oh, film festival Tribeca? Was it? Which one? Toronto? It was at the American, it was at the AFI festival. Oh, oh was it? Okay. Yeah. Because I it's went to go to see closer. it. The closer. And mm-hmm. then the morning of, the morning of, hmm. 
They yanked it and they put Marriage Story in, which is a good movie. Why did they yank? Because okay. this is why, because there was some controversy about in real life mm-hmm. that, the, right. that the, one of the black goos of part of that he was like raping his daughter. Or, or, oh, that was the accusation. That. So it says Apple canceled That's the right. banker premiere amid sexual abuse claims against real life subject son. It wasn't the subject of the movie. Oh, the that it was the son hmm. the who son? got accused by his sister, his stepsister, mm-hmm. of doing these. You things. can't do a movie, baby. And and. I guess they got so fearful they pulled it out of the the FI thing. Yeah, see that's thing. that's the climate we're in. Right. So that, Sam, so that, Sam, yeah. it's fucked up. Right. It's fucked wow. Up. It's says, not even the person. Right. And says yeah. since November fifth, the Van throw Garrett Jr., who's like the the son, mm. who's the one of the executive producer, his credits disappeared from policy materials, and further appearances have been canceled. And so yeah, basically they that's scrapped the up. whole thing. It basically was Garrett that's a Jr. Great premise. Garrett Jr.'s half sisters, roughly fifteen years his junior, have mm-hmm. recently made Apple aware of their claim that when he was a young man living in their home, he sexually molested them over the course of a few years. The sisters made the claim in connection with separate allegations that the timeline of the film was tweaked in order to lead the girls and the mother out of the story, and instead featured Bernard Garrett Sr.'s first wife, even though he had already divorced her by the time of some of the events depicted in the film. First of all, people, let me tell you about film. So are they insinu- insinuating that they know? that they knew before they started making this movie they, 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 you know they probably didn't know they probably didn't know because the thing is is that look no one really fucking does due diligence on shit no. they just say they do you get the rights and you move yeah. the fuck on and you move so on one of the sisters Cynthia Garrett has been speaking privately with women's groups about her abuse claims and named a relative in her 2016 self-published book um, and she's, uh, she's writing some other books so basically she said Apple was informed of Cynthia Garrett's concerns via an attorney who asked that the tech giant shelve the movie Wow. Apple declined to comment on the specifics of Cynthia Garrett's claim and basically went on. So basically, um, the the main character of the film, his son, was accused of this in real life. So they scrapped the entire project. I'm confused by that. I don't... Where it's like, and I think it's because, like you said, it might be taking that line of, look, there might be some accusations of something, but it has nothing to do with the content of the film of the main subject, it's just controversy. It's, it's just controversy that that the, the society is 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 clamping down on, and they're saying anything that could be could be linked to it. You know, like like tangentially linked has to be. But I it, think has in this specific, shut down. But I think in this specific case, though, because it's so removed, it's not like the. I know That's what I'm saying. It's not. I know. It's an important it's not story. The it's, it's not, not I, even the two I, characters. Right. I can see yeah, if there I, was I, one I, of the them. Right. But they yanked it because of controversy. They didn't oh, even use the kid in the movie. Oh, well, mm. see, and that's what we're gonna say. This movie's a lie. Get up here and say this movie's a lie because you because look, because you know, remember, there's all that shit going on about right. about, about like Green Book. They were the parents were saying mm. it was a lie. See, so, so, yeah, that was just yeah, that's just, yeah, right. So I'm sure that the people at Apple were like, well, that's the last movie they they, they got caught up for being a lie. Right. Here's the next mm-hmm. one that they they, they excise. It's even in their head they're going to see even worse than that. And blah blah blah. You know, like, but it people, had the story has nothing to do with the relationship with the family. It's about these saying. two. Guys, know, banking and I, what they had to go I, through. I know, but I but, but what I feel is is that white people are so afraid that there's going to be some like protest mm. movement and shit mm-hmm. like that when these projects roll up here that just that they just feel like I don't want to do. But the movie is already done. Yeah, but no, but just put it out. Yeah, but yeah, hey, hey, but there was that movie that was out. Uh, people was, will talk. There was, put it out. There was a movie coming out in the fall called uh, The Hunt, hmm. right? It was kind of like that movie that you talked about. Uh, you remember you said that was it was about the uh, you know the family and they're hunting the people in the house and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. ready or not? Ready or not? So then the movie came out called The Hunt, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a big Universal movie. It's gonna come out and everything like that. And then 
they yanked it because on Twitter these the movie was about them hunting down like Republicans or some shit like that. Oh, right. You know, and uh, I don't really oh, know. Right. What, yeah, 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 I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't really know what it was about, but it's something. It was something that was taking aim at right wing motherfuckers, mm-hmm. and they and they and, and then they yanked the movie. Just yeah, I just gone. saw a trailer posters, on that posters, posters, and movie, and, and then there's you. Know, oh, because what happened is that somebody got Trump to hear about it, and Trump tweeted about it, and then like <laughs> then they yanked it. Then they just yanked yeah. it. And this is where we go into the land of stupidity, where it's like you can put your content out, and people can still talk what they want to say, and but, let but it you, go. But listen, but this, but it's, but, it's, but, but, the, but my thing is the fear, the fear that they have, which is irrational, is that if I'm Universal Pictures and I put out a movie that's offensive, are they gonna? Boycott every Universal picture that comes out afterwards. No, they're yeah. not because because the brand recognition of those of those studios is not as strong as it right. used to be. That it, you know, they, mm. I mean, I mean, <clears throat> they, they might they might internally think it's very strong, mm-hmm. and it might be this strong in terms of the landscape of Hollywood, but not to the rest of the public. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah, most people don't care. Well, like just <laughs> talking about like publishing, there are so many, particularly in YA, where we um, there has been a big push to have like less uh more i don't know what the fuck am i trying to say um just be more aware of like what kind of books that you're selling towards a younger audience like right. whether in terms of like representation of characters religions um identities and things like that but there have been so many books that have been read and called racist before publication mm-hmm. that people and people are like oh you're just gonna hurt this author's sales like why are you doing this? and those books end up being new york times bestseller list really? so mm-hmm. it's not even like people will literally see the controversy and be like i'm just gonna like make the decision on my own I'm gonna read it and then make well, it for myself right, right, right. right. So, I think the difference with that is because there's less of a financial investment in oh a that's, ve- that's very true a <laughs> yeah. book like, right. like a book yes it, I mean look yes because you can decide to send them on tour or not yeah or publish it or not or you know but, but also if a book does really really well or terrible, like it might tank the company depending how the size of it is. Probably might not, but a movie comes out and it fucking tanks them. Mm-hmm. It's not going to tank the company. There's no movie that's going to take a studio down the way like you no. know the way they. They take an indie they, down, they, but not they, not, they not a studio, right? right. right. You know, right. Um, uh, so just like what, what what are they scared of? Right. And and you know, and, I'm and, like Universal made that at at Universal Studios last night. So you know, you know. <laughs> there was that woman last year who wrote that book. She was a Chinese woman, like Zhao or something like that. She wrote a book and they shut. Her, they tried to shut her down because they said her book is gonna be racist because mm. it was about like it was some like second world thing. There was like some some slaves and stuff like that, mm. and, and they were like, "Oh, those people need to be black." And and and, and you know, oh black. yeah, I know what book you're talking about. Yeah. And, and then she pulled it herself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but she she was she was delayed. Delayed it. Yeah, it's, it's still being published. Yeah. Right. right. It's, yeah. But I was reading it. I, I, but but I was reading the article about the controversy, and I was kind of like. Motherfuckers haven't even read this book and they're complaining. Mm-hmm. They're making a statement about something they haven't even seen. Mm-hmm. That's some. I mean, it just you know what it goes. I was telling my brother Alex about you know like part of the reason why the culture is now so. Well, it's Confederate. We talked about Confederate. Too, Confederate. Yeah. Confederate. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> but but we, 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 but he's watched a lot of movies from the eighties and we and he was like, how can they make movies like this anymore? These kind of all this kind of wild ass shit. And blah blah blah. I said, you know why? Because of fucking Natural Born Killers. Hmm. Natural Born mm. Killers yeah. came out, yeah. and before it even came out, fucking fucking Bob Dole when he was running for president yep. mm-hmm. was fucking shitting on that film before oh. anybody saw it. Right, he was right. saying whoever fucking how, 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 how it was out of control and blah 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 blah. And that's when you know Tipper Gore got 
some other kind of shit too. And that's when they were doing the whole parental advisement yeah, on hip hop, yeah, 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 which backfired yeah. on them because it made people want to go buy yeah, that for, stuff. But that stick yeah, for yeah. records too. Right, but right. again, but the movies, like, oh, they were like, oh yeah. no, we're afraid, we're <laughs> right. afraid, and the, and the, you know because I think at that time in the record industry, they still would uh uh like embrace controversy right but the movie industry doesn't like doesn't really like a lot of controversy mm-hmm. you know i mean mm-hmm. they're just afraid i mean like i think there's more it's very f- conservative right there's, it, there's really? so much more yeah. fear in why anything is done in the movie industry than the rest of these entertainment because mm-hmm. at that time you know like that's the time when fucking cop killer came out and all that yeah they put out some raw ass shit that mm-hmm. you would never Think that you get a movie like that done? Mm-hmm. Where you be, you know, blast some cops like like on some spree killing thing? Yeah. Like that? Like nope, nope. Mm-hmm. I don't care how good this is. Nope, go go away, go away, go mm-hmm. away. Um, but conveniently, if you were shooting black people in the beginning, you'd be okay. But um, <laughs> well, because it's That's what really happened. Those right? are the '80s movies, '70s, yeah. '80s. Yeah. So I, I don't. Well, know. I, so go ahead. oh, I was gonna say. So Kiki, so a writer sends you a project. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. So they sent me their, their query email. Mm-hmm. Um, and then based on that. Imp- How long do you like that to be, by the way? Yeah. So it's usually like query letters are like a lo- um, you can find out the format on Google. But it's basically like three to four paragraphs, like in between two to three hundred words. And three hundred is like kind of heavy on the mm-hmm. side. Just basically pitching your book. And then um, with um, five, ten pages pasted in the body of email. And from that, I decide whether I'm going to pass um, mm-hmm. or request pages. And um, then once I request them, then I read them. I read the book and then I decide if I'm going to pass or offer representation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I do offer representation, then that writer has the um, opportunity to go to other agents that they went out and sent their email to saying like, I got an offer from an agent. Can you respond to me back by the state? And it's usually like a two week period oh, where they give other agents um, the opportunity to read. And then they decide if they want to work with me or work with the other agent or just maybe just continue on their agent search. Is there, is there a reason why you do that? Um, just because it, it's... Is that, is that common in literary It's very common. Okay. Um, it's just because it, for... <clears throat> we have this saying, it's better for it's better for an author to have no agent than a, than a bad agent. Okay, and right. bad just means whether it's like how they work together, mm-hmm. if that agent is like not servicing them and things like that. So really for our industry, it's the the author is inherently hiring us to right. market to sell their books to publishers and so everything is on their part right. even though we are still gatekeepers and they still have to come to us mm-hmm. and um, present their work to us at the end of the day it's like the author's choice um, even if it's like we and then right. after that process so, so I offered they accepted we work um, I'm a very editorial agent mm-hmm. um, so I've worked as long as one year editing um, a client's project to get ready for editors um, within the Industry now, editors do not have as much time to edit books as they used to. So mm-hmm. you have to have a basically nearly polished, publishable book by the time you come to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just based on our vision and if it aligns and um, how much work it's going to take, then we do an editorial review on our own. And then we go to editors. Um I just lost my train of thought. Oh, right. But even, mm-hmm. so even if we went out to like a number of editors for, um, we do it in rounds, <clears throat> or I like to do it in rounds. Um, we go to an editor and then an editor makes an offer and the, the author can still 
reject that offer if it's mm. not something that's within their best interests or something mm. they want to go to or they, maybe they find that the personality with them and the editor and their style is not in line with them mm-hmm. so it's always um i think the best thing about my industry it's always the author always has um the final decision making because yeah. yeah, sometimes mm. i always think that i, I kind of liken the editor in the publishing industry is more like a producer in the movie industry mm. you know because they don't have a lot of time to really do the kind of like heavy development on the material they got to decide if this is the right book that can sell through our you know like publishing house and what it's known for well what is the editor's job in a, in, yeah. in writing a novel that's well well there's multiple there's, mul- there's multiple ones like she okay. was saying like you know like there's ones who might read a manuscript and go this is great but it's got maybe like you know it's maybe got like a thousand words we gotta get out of here somewhere mm-hmm. 2000 whatever it's 2000 or you words. use this word too you much know, no no it's just like in terms of the page count like, yeah. like, like you, mm-hmm. there's a great gem of a novel here if we took out like 10,000 words because okay. yeah. you write 100,000 words let's take out 10,000 you're like that's a fucking lot mm-hmm. it is and it isn't but it's just trying to say it's, just, sorry, my, it's like what Lisa was saying earlier get rid of the shit that is like not yeah. it's not driving the story the yeah. fact, and then you know? like in addition to that the editor also coordinates all the different things so like um, they work with the design team for covers for like book formats they also have to schedule like publication so an editor is actually doing a lot more work than just it's editing on like the page pr- things pr- too mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it does so sound like a producer they tonight. do take mm-hmm. it's it's I wouldn't be able to do that job mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I like being I actually chose I was um, wanted to be an editor originally but as an agent I have like a lot more freedom in the terms of like what books I work with so I could work with a client's book and of course like the goal is to sell their book but I don't have to defend my choice to my boss. Like, yeah. I want to work with this writer because this, whereas editors have a little bit less leeway, mm. they have to then go to acquisition meetings and then try to, to, like, say, like, tell their team why they want to buy a book. And someone on that team could be like, oh, maybe that's, like, not something that we, like, that's in line with our imprint. Or mm-hmm. we have another title like that, so we can't mm-hmm. put that on our list right now. So mm-hmm. what's, what's, put that on the list what's, right the, what's the turnaround from the moment that, you know, someone submits their stuff? It. Because, you know, <laughs> in Hollywood, scripts and stuff, it can yeah. be whenever. But um, yeah. what's like the luck? We get a call every damn day going, <laughs> so I just submitted the script. It's been like three weeks. I haven't heard back. Yeah. When should I reach out? Right, again? right. Oh, so, well, I will say this. <clears throat> is it months? For my coming? particular query inbox, I am, like I said, a newer agent. So I'm not as well known. So I do get um, less queries than other people. But like I'd say I went to like maybe 2,000 queries last year. That's um, a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. And I do try to respond to queries. Um, and But I have been as backed up as like three or four months before but with submissions like books that I have requested I'm basically reading um, books that I requested back in June of 2019 mm-hmm. so that's just how and then of it's just like such a thing because um, there's like this thing like yeah I want to get two books in a timely manner on like when they came to me but mm-hmm. sometimes you get something an email and then like you want to read that book right away and then you read that book that night right, so it's really unpredictable but it, it can be a long process mm-hmm. I know of other writer friends or other agents who have had things for longer than a year mm-hmm. um, and then sometimes they miss out because that that writer picked another agent or um, then it's maybe just like they get well, lucky let me, let in me that just ask you this. signed because I'm the type of dude, like, if I'll read, say, like, the first 10 pages of somebody thing and I really like it, I'll actually email and go, hey, I'm reading your thing. It's actually pretty good so far. Mm. Just to let them know where my head is. That's what yeah. I... And it also encourages them to let them know. And I'll say, I don't know what's going to happen the rest mm-hmm. of it. So far, you're doing pretty good. You know, I'm just that dude. I used to do that when I was just starting out, but um, I have found that 
writers because they're so hopeful and it's such something mm-hmm. that's so personal to them that that could be even more upsetting to them if you don't end up taking or representing their mm-hmm. offering up representation because they're like oh like you were so excited in the beginning in the beginning and then mm-hmm. like what happened like oh like you're you writing I mean? uh, <laughs> yeah uh, act two yeah. <laughs> i said the first um, 10 is cool. <laughs> it's just like the, the worst part about this job is rejecting someone so i i've been more careful I guess where I was going with that, Kiki, was mm-hmm. you were saying that sometimes, you know, so much time goes by. Oh, I do. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Let me finish. I'm sorry. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Is so much time goes by, right, that eventually you'll lose them to another agent. So what I'm saying is, how do you keep, say you started four or five, 10 pages, 20 pages, but you still haven't gotten to the 40 that mm-hmm. they sent you, but you really, really like them. But because you don't usually say, hey, I'm digging it you could lose them. Yeah. No, that's very true. Um, What I usually do is like, um, well, for now, I'm like kind of working in badges from like when they were sent to me. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, like your, your manuscript is next on the queue. I'm excited to read it based on this premise or something like okay, that. Okay, so you get my but, heads up. Yeah, about I'll get a heads okay. up that I'm getting to it or that, um, or, and then it's very thing like writers can nudge um, agents. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially because or I'm so behind. Pester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I'm so behind Nudge. on my list. Yeah. Um, and I think nudging is not a bad thing because it just lets you know like whether you should be sending. Because you, at the end of the day, you don't want to waste your time on an agent that's taking so long. And I right. totally understand that mm-hmm. because you could be reaching out to other agents who might be quicker to respond. And if you get an offer, then of course, then I'm going to be reading it even quicker because now I don't want to lose out. Right. Um, yeah, I just wish that uh, somebody would finance my lifestyle. <laughs> So that I can work more that as an agent. That is the dream. Because I was just slaving at okay. Blink, um, uh, my part-time job. Uh, I work at a gym. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like hard to do that. Whereas, um, just starting out, it takes about five to ten years to be able to um, just work on your agent uh, income alone. Mm. Just establish yourself. So, so you, you don't just have like a regular salary or nothing like that. Yeah, no, I, I basically work as like a contractor. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. And that's hard because a lot of the stuff, and when we talk about gatekeepers, especially in the publishing world, it's like there's not that many black women mm-hmm. and women of color who are in those positions. So a lot of times when people are submitting stuff and you ever hear from them, it's like, that's why so many women are doing indie. Like, you know what, yep. fuck it. I'm just going to mm-hmm. publish my own stuff. Right. And then maybe they'll come back around and realize, oh, you can't really write and do this stuff. And hopefully they'll come pick you up. But it's yeah. just so, ah, I don't know. It's just so disappointing. Yeah, it's so, <laughs> it's so stressful. Yeah, it's like, oh. yeah. We had like three, I want to say three black editors leave in YA publishing, um, particularly last year. And it was just like, oh, no. But then also at the same time, it's like you can't sus- sustain like um, at uh, publishing salaries are low and mm-hmm. they, they don't really get that much higher mm. as you uh, continue to grow and grow in your career. Mm. So it's just like, especially because it's all based in New York City with mm-hmm. rents and everything like that. It's it's very um, hard it's to get more people of color from marginalized backgrounds. Okay, into so the you moved to LA and we're like, wow, rent's only $900, $900 a month. That's it. And LA. Yeah, well, I'm that. literally sharing <laughs> a studio oh with a roommate. Oh my God. And I'm like, this is the cheapest rent I've ever had. It's so funny. So um, I met like Pooch Hall because he worked, he was um, shooting Ray Donovan mm-hmm. in the city. So he's working out my gym. And I told him I was like moving to LA and he was like, you got money saved in your bank account. Do you mm-hmm. know people? And so like that, and I was just like, oh no. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like maybe working in this industry has also made me think like fuck it I'm gonna be broke anywhere so my hey, broke, broke following I tell dreams, everybody right? I moved here with $1,700 in my bank I moved here with two. period you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. it's about what you really wanna do mm-hmm. you know how bad do you want it what <laughs> how bad do you want it 
your chest. chest. <laughs> Really? Richard came with twelve thousand. You know, he, he was big pimping. You know, he didn't have he didn't have to eat ramen. He can get he can add onions to his ramen. Okay, <laughs> and an egg. Do you want my story? <laughs> come on over. Come on over. I used to march. Come over. Get it. Get it. Over. Get he said I used to. I'm not here to really talk. I, I'm, I, I have nothing to add. Uh, th- what? Are you done? You came all the way over here I just came to be nosy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's tough. I mean, it seems like it's just tough, you know, in all the writing industries trying to get, you know. Well, let me just ask well, you this. Okay. What stands out to you in work? Like, what? I mean, you talk about the first sentence. Like, is there anything else that. Yeah, so I. Query letter. That's just saying. Yes. Query letter that pops out that makes you think, yes, I want you to send me these pages. Yeah, so it's just like. Like. I love characters who are fucked up. That sounds bad, but I grew up, like I said, Chucky, Freddy Krueger, Lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm from a broken home. My first you memory is my mom yeah. in a street fight what? when I was three. Like that's yeah. my first right. memory. So okay. I'm like a little. Hungry. I could definitely talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Mama out here scrapping no, right? no, no. with the baby right there. Like you stand right there, Mama. Go handle this. So like characters that are dealing with moral dilemmas or like morally gray situations. Characters who have like fraught mother-daughter relationships or parent-child um, relationships. See, that's why I love Fleabag so much. Yeah, okay, right. that's why I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, first of all, they, she opened up that show with an anal joke and I was like, yes, Listen. I love yes. you. Yes. Yes. Have you seen her one-woman show? I'm going to pull mm. a Chris Can you just right sit now? down mm. then? No, and he keeps getting up now. No. no, I haven't seen, no. <laughs> oh, so um, I went to, pa- I really am going to fill Chris's role right now. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I went to uh, the Boston Court Theater in Pasadena about two weeks ago hmm. and I saw her one-woman show that she really? did on West End in Britain and um, it was better than the TV show. Wow. Really? Wow. Yeah. wow. Yeah. No, it, it's uh, it's a bit <laughs> horrible. Words <laughs> here, but it's a bit rawer right. than uh, right. yeah. rawer. Ra- so I okay. said it's a horrible. <laughs> okay, yeah. hor- I prefaced it. Um, so <laughs> raw ER. It's like when men talk about okay. feminism. Rawer. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Rawer. <laughs> anyway, oh my God, I'm sorry. I had a terrible rawer management joke, but. Um, <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it was really good. Um, it was fantastic, actually. Dang it, yeah. I wish I could have seen yeah. that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you probably buy a video somewhere. But okay, I probably have to find yeah, it online somewhere. Yeah, probably but, somewhere. Oh, sure. man. But c- continue. But right, um, okay. so... Um, <clears throat> If so, like, some weird shit's going on. So, I actually, should I name a few titles sure, and stuff like that? Sure. So, like, Rory Power is a young adult writer that debuted last year. She has a book called Wilder Girls, and it's set on a, a sporting school on an island, and then all the girls get contaminated with this, like, disease that mutates them. So, it's, like, body horror okay. and stuff. Ooh, so, a girl horror. has, like, a second spine growing out of her back. I love body horror. Like what, I, what kind of island is this? Um, it's just, like, I think off the coast of, like, Portland or okay. something okay. like that. Mm. Um very and it's like very queer. Tiffany Jackson is a black um, YA thriller writer. Mm-hmm. Um, oh god, her writing I feel like is just really holds tension on the page, mm. and you never know like what's coming next. And that's like really what I look for in terms of like um, uh, thrillers, mysteries, mm-hmm. and um, character studies. She's a really great voice. Um, I I just like characters that are really wrestling with themselves and how they connect with other people mm-hmm. um maybe like says there always has to be like some kind of level of like inter- like personal trauma that they're like going through i'm not kind of cookie cutter nice 
stories like i fucking hate gremlin girls like it just cannot <laughs> like things like, i'm not i'm just does that make any sense yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um you know um courtney summers is one of my favorite ya writers as well i'm only coming up with ya titles right now for some reason okay. but she wrote um a book that was really it was really cool format um so it utilized um narrative style between the main character and then a podcast so the main character's sister went missing mm-hmm. a couple of years before the book starts and um so alternatively there's a podcast following the sec- the older sister's disappearance on her way to find like find out what happened to her younger sister and then all the things that went on with that and it's such such a great um page turn Sounds like that new when we that Octavia Spencer thing and we um the oh, we interviewed the show yeah um truth be told truth be told it's pretty good yeah. I've watched a couple episodes pretty good mm-hmm. um in what the, about what about horror you were talking horror. about that. <laughs> So this is also Did you mention Chucky and I forget the other one off the top of my head. Freddy. Um with horror right now, I've really liked I haven't read a lot of um I'm gonna be honest, a lot of novels, um, a lot of horror novels recently. But in terms of like film, like I really loved Haunting of Hill House because mm-hmm. again, that's just like a, a story about a family. Mm-hmm. And I love that idea that you can grow up in the same house with the same siblings and the same parents and have like uniquely different memories of like what happened right. or like a different experience. Right. So that kind of horror novel, um, Bird Box. Um, that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do I like Bird Box? I have the book. Oh, okay. About and I, the, well, MGK is in the movie, and I don't know what it is about him, but uh, no, I, I let him suck on my toes. <laughs> Who's you know in the movie? Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly. He's a rapper. Oh, and oh my God, that, that yeah. beautiful black man who Sandra. Okay, Sandra Bullock is hot, Kevante. and I've always. Kevante Kevante has, I'm yeah. just like. Right. Can that yeah. movie just have been this, that them two just fucking the whole time with monsters on the outside? You know, and shit? Okay. we can't always. They didn't even have a love scene. Did they have a love scene on the movie? I don't know, but their yeah, relationship they did. was kind of yeah. They didn't really show. Oh. Yeah, Toronto yeah. and 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 Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they didn't. Well, like, I don't think so. They don't fucking that movie. I don't remember. It was implied. It was implied. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I need um, more than a quick scene. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, don't have it. Yeah. Right. yeah. I need that scene in Colors where Sean Penn was pumping the fuck out of the, the Latino girl. Mm. He was killing yeah. that shit. <laughs> um, this is another young adult horror example, but there's this book that came out last year called Rules for Vanishing. Um, it's written. Good title. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. written by Alice Marshall, <clears throat> Alice Kate Marshall, I think. Um, that book was so cool to me. Because there was the narrative chapters, um, different POVs from different characters, but interspersed were like transcripts. And then also she used media, mm-hmm. like um, video footage that found video footage of mm-hmm. the night that happened. So it's about this girl whose um, older sister went missing the year before. And she thinks it was based on this town legend of this like oh, this girl, um, Lucy Gallows, I think, that disappeared on this road. So mm-hmm. this road appears, I guess, one night. So she convinces all of their friends to go along this road. And it's just like... But this road appears. This road appears. And they have to take a certain number of steps. So eat, there's like seven gates. And they have mm. to follow rules within each gate or something bad happens. Okay. Mm. And that, I think, was a really great example to me. Because there are so many writers who feel like they have to set stories within a different time. Or with dead cell phones. Or outside of media. And they're mm. not really utilizing like technology mm-hmm. in horror no- stories. Or even like mysteries and murder. Mm-hmm. Like stuff like that. And I thought that this was a like, really clever way to do it. Um with the found video footage and um, things like that. So mm-hmm. those are like, that sounds oh, good. Some good book like, reads. Anything that makes me like cry or like it's scary. Can you tell her about your um, Black Medusa type of thing, the, the cowboy thing you have, the female with the, with the snakes? Oh, 
Oh yeah, Medu, M-E-D-U. Yeah, yeah. It's basically it's a retelling of the Medusa myth. Basically, I just I just made up my own mythology and said that the Medusas they were Medu, they were actual black people in Africa, mm. and that they actually had the tentacles that came out of their head, their stingers that came out, and they can retract them. And basically, this story takes place. It's in the Cross Genres book. Um, Oh, damn it. What's the name of the book? Come on. Long, long... Yes, long hidden, speculative fiction from the margins of history. And the Mm. rule for that that anthology was basically it had to be anything before the 18... I learned a lot. Before the 19th century. (laughs) Yeah, it's like it had to be before like 1860. So basically my telling is basically it's the Black West. Mm -hmm. And it's about a black cowboy and his daughter who are on one of the last... cattle runs to Texas and basically his daughter his wife is one of these Maydew and his daughter has the same thing where she has she has to keep her head bald so the tentacles have to stay inside and she wears a little cowboy hat and she's pretending she's kind of you know pretending like she's a little boy out on the, on the trails and basically they encounter some other supernatural creatures and she's always been taught to not let that out and then she has to use those powers and mm. yes. yeah currently right now it's in the we're negotiating it optioned Nope. Fine, actually. So I'll let you fuck it up. So we'll see what happens. Yes. But basically, it's the Black West. It's a supernatural, and it's like black women is dealing with their hair, the powers. Yes, the I love all it, that. dude. First of all, cowboys were all black and Native American. Like, yes. can we? Mm-hmm. So oh, we might have to talk because I'm turning it into a full length book. So mm-hmm. we yes. will have to. We'll have Please. To but no, it's like those are the type of stuff I like too. And it seems like we're on the same mind, like mm-hmm. like just interesting, compelling, and they don't have to be like, especially with women characters, they don't have to be likable. I like yes, messy. I, don't, I, I just, like messy. Uh, yeah, I just cannot do it. Like I always say this. Um, I always like the bitchy best friend mm-hmm. or like the sluttish best friend. Right. I always have like um the, like these main characters that are so fucking boring and right. they're just like oh yeah. my best friend sucks dick on the weekends. Oh my god. And I'm like yeah. Like we, we want to hang out with her. What we is she doing? You're what sitting here doing? fucking right. popkin popkin no, right. uh, I can't even Molly uh, whatever the fuck right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I make yeah. a popcorn and right. go movie nights with your dad like fuck your dad. Yeah, let's go, go outside. Let's go. You know what I mean? Well it sounds like you have a lot of of interesting so can tell you tell us about your writing though i know we uh mm-hmm. chris and i've read your script so as a screenwriting podcast give us your yeah so, it's your script uh, <laughs> no no what kind of writer are you first? yeah, yeah kind, so yeah, um, kind of i pretty much i think have a dramatic writing uh, with fiction with a really heavy like comedy vein mm-hmm. i just really like to explore i don't know all the, way, all the ways that i'm fucked up in fiction mm-hmm. and i think i just have like more of a comedic voice like i said like i grew up on like american pie right and like all of those type of um comedy so i have this pilot this half hour pilot called i'm um, dating india about this girl who masturbates to rom-coms and when she <laughs> finds that she can't come anymore she's like maybe it's because i've never fallen in love right. so she decides to start dating um but she's really fucking bad at it so then um this lesbian it's like it reminds me of like bubbles are just like i'm just out here i gotta do oh go right. keep going yeah keep going. so there's like lesbian basically starts heckling her on one of her dates and she's like all right like basically if like you think i suck so bad like teach me so okay. it kind of follows like a will they won't they mentor ship thing and i really wanted to feature like a biracial because i'm vietnamese and i'm black mm-hmm. um and it's the lead character asian and black yes, yes thank you the lead character is asian and black and also bisexual okay mm-hmm. and then i because i just hate this i mean i don't hate this but there's like this thing about queer characters that are so overly sexualized um and like i don't know how to date like in real life like how <laughs> does that work right and like i basically am 
like just retrograde sexual experiences. Like, yeah, I was like fucking this like ginger dude for ten months in college to figure out what like what straight sex was like. But right. other than that, right. like, I don't have a lot of experience. Please let that be in the script. Right. <laughs> Please. I told her. She, I script. told her that earlier. That's funny. That That's sounds funny. like script. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Richard's back there just shaking his head. <laughs> no, because we would have been in college and I'd have been looking at him like. <laughs> but it's like, so I, I, I just like want to follow like queer characters okay, that are nasty. you know more awkward and like more quirky and that's right. why like, I'm really excited about the L word that just came out there's this character mm. on it like um, called Finley that I mean she I guess has a like, sexually active lifestyle but she can only have sex when she's drunk and I'm like mm. yo I feel you honey mm. well speaking so. of that shout out to Lena on her new 20s series. oh so excited I read that pilot like a lot of times mm. did you? yes Okay, cool. Uh, I only saw the the um the trailer. The trailer actually, the trailer looks good to me. So we'll, yeah. see, we'll see how it's, it's nice to see um, a queer woman who's masculine of center on screen mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, usually she's black. Right. I mean, also but she like, looks like she's hilarious too. Yeah, yes. Right, right, right. I'm like so sick of femme bitches. No offense, I'm a femme, but mm-hmm. <laughs> over it. <laughs> my people's is getting on my nerves. Like, All them pretty bitches. Okay. <laughs> that is too funny. Well, thank you, Kiki. Thank you for coming through. That was fun. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, so exciting. Yeah. You came through, hang out with us on the rant room. Just Lisa's got here on back. a Wednesday. Got here on a Wednesday. Lisa's back. That's what's up. Yeah, what I was you? like, oh, I like Lisa's here. Well, you know, she came. She was singing all down the hallway. Oh, and she was okay. walking up. Oh my Aww. god, headphones on. Just nah, 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 nah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not a good singer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a lot of tune and stuff. Oh, so bad. <laughs> I just didn't think anybody was here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a singer, be me, and I. And the door was wide, wide open. open. <laughs> <laughs> I peeked my head out. Okay. She was too busy trying to dance with like, it. Okay. With them, yeah. You know, my little jean jacket. <laughs> okay. That's I'm sweating now, damn. Well, thank you, Kiki. Where can people find you on... uh yeah, so they can. Um, my Twitter handle is Kiana New K I A N A N G U. Um, that's where I just talk a lot about like my misfortune as a human, and a lot about <laughs> books and movies and things like that. Nice. Yeah. And if people wanted to submit to you, what could? They oh do? yeah, if they want to submit to me, um, my website, um, our agency's website is massagency.com. That's M A A S S agency. Um, my query email is query Q U E R Y dot K Nguyen. Um, that's N-G-U-Y-E-N at massagency.com. And then I have on my Twitter profile, I have like a whole thread that's pinned there um, about all the kinds of different um, genres and categories that I'm looking for um, in my query inbox this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have more profile on my agency's website. Awesome. Nice. Cool. Where you at, Chris? Derek? <clears throat> um, where am I at? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm at um, Unauthorized CBD mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram. Cool. Lisa, Lisa, Cold Jam. What fresh hell is this? On tw- don't, don't smirk at me. <laughs> One day don't I'm going to get her to accidentally say her burner. That's why I get back. <laughs> what's, your, what's your burner? No, I think I'll reveal my burner, my other burner, my safe, my romance burner handle you know what's like really funny about romance is that amish romance is like one of like the highest selling romance romance? genres amish romance romance, yes why (laughs) what is it about it good question there's some restrictions and it's always it's all taboo no matter what the fuck it is yeah (laughs) he held her hand (gasps) rum springer yeah that's hilarious and I am your host Hilliard Guest you guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest follow oh, the show before I forget I'm sorry I'm sorry every time I start sorry. <laughs> 
because I made a note to say earlier. I forgot. I'm sorry. Oh, shout out to Black Lightning for getting picked up for another yes, season. Oh, yes. So. Oh, shout out to Jeff Thorne for being nominated for um, Black Panther Quest. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. I almost forgot. Did you see that? Yeah, they got nominated for NAACP thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Congratulations! Oh, so, and what's his name did too? Carl Seaton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So we gotta, so we gotta, we gotta get. Um, we gotta try to get Jeff. Uh, I know, I'm gonna get Jeff on the on the panel. That's what I'm gonna do for the for the writers guild for the black. We do our panel every year. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll do. I'll get him on the panel. Okay, cool. let me know when you do the panel so I can come through. Yeah, it'll be February 13th or something like that. Okay, so it'll be quick. Um, what else? Oh. So please go on, um, follow us, share the show. Um, you can find us on um, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Anchor, Spotify, Anchor uh, Google Podcasts. Yes, of course. Uh, <clears throat> all the shit. Yeah. And also follow our what, Chris? <laughs> our website and our Patreon page. And you can get to the Patreon page on the website, which is screenwritersrr.com. There's a big button that says, you know, uh, support us on Patreon. Or you just go on the Patreon uh, website and just type in Screenwriters Rant Room right. and you can find us. And there'll be links in the show notes to to, to push you there. Uh, and, you know, you can... Um, <coughs> t-shirts are available. There'll be mugs up soon and uh, all sorts of ways. Because, you right. know, we're trying to go to this Comic-Con <laughs> thing in uh, yeah. I think five months. Five months. I think next yeah. time we get together, we need to go through the list and thank everybody. Who's yeah, thank everybody. Yeah. 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 If someone who just put some money up... Uh, yeah. There's a guy named uh, oh, Shit I forget the name <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's I forget the names I just I, I can't pronounce them So I don't want to mispronounce no, I, I, I don't want to mispronounce um, well, While you're thinking about that I'll say th- uh, Shout out to Anwar Who we mentioned earlier mm-hmm. Big shout out to you Thank you again For sending us donation And for the letter We'll try to do an episode On that next Month or so yeah. Let's say um, for sure, we'll try to do that. So I can go in the crates and do out the good old scripts. Yeah, yeah. And that'll that'll be episode again talking about like how to look at old scripts and looking at looking at. Don't call them classic. Classic scripts. Really. Go to vent classic scripts to help you know with modern day mm-hmm. screenwriting, which right, you can right. learn from the mm-hmm. the heavyweights of the past. For sure, for sure. I think Craig and John kind of did an episode recently that talked a little bit about this, but I think we can do our version mm-hmm. of that though for sure. I'm I'm not sure if <clears throat> they might talk about like yeah. I mean, I listened to it. I just can't remember if it was. Classic stuff, or they were just talking about other scripts in particular, but mm. it feels it feels a little similar. Um, anyway, so y'all know how we're doing on the rant room. We appreciate you guys um, on the show. We keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what everybody. The, the roaring twenties. Peace, y'all. Ciao. I'ma say what I feel, and I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the rant room. Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds Got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Red Room. Red Room. Red Room.